Hey, hey, Lurid listeners, welcome back to the Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast. It's Rose Caraway, and it's just you and me for another Dreamtime episode. Big Daddy is out slaying dragons, so what oh what shall we do? Hey, I know. Let's get into a little trouble. I think it's time to touch a little bit on the taboo. I'd like to share with you today a dream that I had that runs along the theme of incest. And I know that in the past, I have said that I will not cross this line in terms of writing a story in order to elicit sexual desire from you, but I just want to normalize unbidden fantasies, unbidden dreams in an effort to show and to share that, hey, these things happen. We're still normal. We're still okay, right? I mean, I've already shared all kinds of themes and characters with you, like sex with minotaurs, the predator, (laughs) glory holes, ravishment, right? That's a good one. I've even shared with you a dream about the desire to get fucked by a werewolf. I mean, come on. These are taboo, right? It's fun though, right? So that's what this is all about. Um, This is a story that features sisters who are maternal twins. And this dream came in flashes. It is not a cohesive plot. And so what you're also going to get in today's dream time is a fragmented way Um, of how I played with maybes. This is a dream that so far has been kind of left on my cutting room floor. Um, And there's all kinds of writers out there who have written things and they're like, that's, there's no way in hell this is going to see the light of day. Well, here I am. (laughs) All right, here we go. Without further ado, here is a dream that I had on April 1st, 2013. I've titled it, Sisters in Every Way. They are so close and love one another so deeply that they don't want to live their lives with anyone but one another. Two sisters that only together can make one. Apart, They are half. Incomplete. This is incestuous lesbianism. But that doesn't mean that they can't have any fun. Sometimes there is a boy. A boy that they want to play with. The two sisters always get high together, naked, taking cloth hits of ether. They adore relaxing in the gazebo. Rain, snow, or sunshine. Whatever the weather outside, it always feels good against their fevered skin. They always tell each other, I love you, like lovers unable to stop thinking of the other. They hold hands, lace fingers, and squeeze tightly, one kissing the knuckles of the other, then staring at each other as if looking into a mirror. I don't know who the man is yet, but I think the period will be the late 1890s. 
have to consider it more. Research, ether. Their names are Esther and Ruth. They run a chicken farm. Lots of feather plucking. It's tedious work, but they thrive on it, for they find forgiveness in this specific banality. Their father was a veterinarian, and they had just fallen into the farming business when he passed. That's what he said would bring in the real money anyway, and it does. Since he was a vet, he had access to ether, and the sisters still managed to get it delivered. Describe chicken smells. The chicken truck comes daily to pick up and distribute to the grocers in and out of town. Maybe that's the guy the twins have their cunts set on next. Truck or horse carriage. How does he keep chicken meat cold? Salt water? Ruth and Esther are maternal twins. Ruth is outgoing, but Esther isn't as much. She's more cautious. Harold is the chicken truck man. He's several years younger than the twins and cripplingly bashful, but he stares a lot. He's clumsy and uncoordinated when they toy with him. He always says, yes, ma'am, when they ask him a question, especially when they ask it simultaneously. He turns beet red because he doesn't know how to answer the two women properly at the same time. Harold masturbates in his chicken truck later, pulls off to the side of the road, and tugs his cock to thoughts of the twins penetrating themselves with raw drumsticks. Ruth nurses a lamb with a bottle. They are in the gazebo, naked, high on ether, discussing having a family. Though they admit it would be pleasant, it's a tediousness that's too unpredictable. They decide to stick with plucking feathers. Perhaps a family is beyond their abilities. No marrying, no children. The hardest part of their day, they prefer, is deciding what tea they want to drink after sex. However, they tend to care for baby lambs, chicks, kittens, and puppies instead. Perhaps that's the story's irony. They lay in each other's laps, tugging petals off daisies and roses. Ruth plucks the daisies, and Esther plucks the roses. They braid one another's hair, tighten each other's bodices, powder each other's necks and bosoms, trace fingers over the other's flawless pale skin. Perfection, they always say. Socially, what do the townspeople think? They are frightened of the twins' immoral, unholy closeness. But one person isn't. The twins go to church. Of course they do. They get off on public reactions, especially in church. And they are set on seducing the preacher's son who happens to be the second man who fantasizes about the twins, though they themselves are unaware. After the morning bath, create a tub scene to reflect the twins' methodic love. Later, they hand out employees' pay 
coins from their father's old coin box. One sister passes out coin, while the other openly carries a pistol, in case an employee is disgruntled. Sickness among the chickens causes profits to go down, which causes dramatic pay decreases. Everyone is affected by the circumstances, including the sisters. It's a chore, a nuisance they both prefer to live without. Research common diseases among chickens. Or maybe foxes have been secretly let into the pens with the help of the story's antagonist. When laying in each other's laps, naked, because it's summer and hot, and they like the sweat and sunshine on their breasts, what kinds of things do the twins talk about while on ether? Grecian times, the Roman Empire, days of Cleopatra and Caligula, infamous incestuous royals. Together, they feel like they are destined ordained to be lovers, because even God, as omnipotent as he is, is still a man who created women. He, therefore, must have a naughty appetite, and the twins are all too eager to satisfy. All right, you guys, there you go. That was the dream that I had on April 1st. 2013. Do I want to turn this into a story? Part of me does. Part of me doesn't. Um, because the why. I think I, I, I already have the why. And that's usually like one of the hardest parts for a writer is like, why does this story have to happen for me in this dream? And as I was kind of working it, um, it was why? Well, because it kind of flies in the face of of Christianity. It it flies in the face of free will, and that if there is a God, and that God created man, and from man he created women to play with each other for his own amusement. <laughs> It's so twisted, I don't know. Or maybe it's just because two chicks is hot, and this one is just a coincidence that they happen to be sisters. Or maybe they're not sisters, but they feel like they are in their love. Their love is so close, and they're so similar looking that they are sisters. They're sisters in love in every way. Um, Either way, it was a fun, hot dream. Um, You know, and I wanted these two girls to just always have the upper hand. I have always found that incredibly powerful. And for me to like, have this two sides of femininity that I get to play with in these two twins, as they, you know, take on this turkey truck, or this chicken truck driver, man, to play with his innocence, to play with his, how he um, masturbated, perhaps they've encouraged him. And that's their relationship, that he wants to just watch them. I mean, I could go like really dirty with this, something that's perhaps disgusting and making it enticing, you know? Um, 
You know, and then, of course, the easy one is the preacher's son. I mean, what kind of adult? (laughs) I think that there are healthy sexual women out there who can imagine being so sexually powerful, right, that they can corrupt a pastor's son, this innocent man who has been brought up to follow in his father's footsteps to preach the word of God, and yet they have the power to corrupt. That's what this dream, I think, ultimately toys with. It just flagrantly toys with it. Um, and that's that's uh, erotic. That's fun for me. Um, yeah. Uh, (laughs) I hope that you, if you're a dude, if you have a woman in your life, that you find some time this week to tell her that you see her power, that you love her sexual power, um, and that maybe you would like her to toy with you a little bit in some way, whatever way that she would like to, maybe you guys can have a conversation about it. Um, Maybe you just want her to use you to absolutely just fuck you into the ground for her own pleasure. Find something there. There's something there for you guys. I know there is. There certainly is with me and Big Daddy. (laughs) All right, you guys. You know, and just keep in mind that um, I want to share these dreams with you because that's my goal in 2024. In fact, I've got a blog post coming out in my Amatory Garden. where I discuss how I'm balancing all these aspects of myself. And part of that is um, expressing my full erotic self uh, through this dream time, because it's pretty big, at least it is to me. It's a very big part of who I am. And I've even got this theme, um, this sort of motto that I'm telling myself is to restore in 24, you know, because for so long, I feel like I've just sort of written these dreams down and then just kind of neglected them. Um, And so this is my way of like stroking them and playing with them and, and giving them breath again, because I do, I cherish them. And I, I, this is how I am honoring part of my erotic self. And I just, I want you to do the same. I want you to be able to do the same. I don't have all the answers when it comes to how you should live your sexual life. I don't have all the answers to how you should carry yourself erotically, how you should explore your erotic self. I'm just laying out before you how I am exploring my erotic self. And maybe there's something there for you that will help guide your life as a better and more fulfilled you. All right, you guys, that's all I've got. Have fun this week and we'll see you soon. Bye. Stupid fish.